Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday. And in a race to be the worst uh, tech CEO in the world, it's a close competition between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg uh, took further steps towards uh, that title, though, uh, by uh, having to fire, like, literally thousands of people. So we'll get into that uh, shortly. Uh, we're over school. Um, not only are kids not going, but the parents don't care anymore. So that's uh, school pretty much done. Um, uh, however, if you're into three waters, you get a nice flash office, even though it's not even actually happening yet. And we're going to finish up with some very exciting board games to discuss with Marcus. But before any of that, the Moana case, uh, a delicate subject. We have a, a long history of adoption in this country. And there are many children who have grown up in safe, loving homes who have been given advantages that they would never otherwise have had. It still doesn't stop them wanting to seek out where they came from. So I'd love to hear the stories of families and of the children who were adopted. If you were adopted by a family, seeking out your family tree, seeking out where you belong, doesn't stop you from loving the family who have given you so much. I would tend to side with the judges. I mean, when you read about the little girl, I mean, you know, you can imagine, we've seen enough abused children and deprived children to know what a shocking state she was in before this family took her in and loved her as their own. Of course where you come from is important. Wanting to find out where you come from is important. That's only really a luxury you have if you grow up warm, safe, loved, protected, educated. If you're beaten to death by the age of five, you don't really have that option, do you? Yeah, I sometimes uh, wonder if we're going to solve these issues on TalkBack, but I guess some people like talking about them. Anyway, um, let's move on quickly uh, to something that doesn't really exist, the metaverse. Well, a meta, generally. Uh, weird time if you're an employee of Meta because you might not be an employee much longer by the sounds of things. Is the biggest problem here actually that Mark Zuckerberg's been wasting money on this Metaverse? Well, um, no, possibly not. There, I mean, that's the, there, that is an issue and it is a problem. But the uh, the Metaverse, which, which I should explain, is this like new way of computing where instead of sitting in front of a screen and a keyboard and so on, you will put some goggles on and you'll walk around in virtual rooms and talk to your colleagues and sit at virtual desks. And yeah, it's a whole new, well, it's a bit like Second Life, only for office workers and Mm -hmm. everything. Um, It's costing costing an absolute fortune. It's costing $10 billion, I think, a year is is being poured into developing the metaverse. And that's a drain on the company. But that's only about a quarter of what uh, Facebook spends every year. I mean, a lot of the rest of the money is spending on things like AI and so on, so that it can target advertising better. The real problem isn't so much where it's spending. The real problem that he faces is the competition for the advertising market. And Mm. You know, you and I, we both work in the media. We know just how important advertising revenue is for um, to jobs. Um, 
and the problem is is that Facebook just isn't making as much advertising revenue as it as it has in the past, nor is it making as much as it's expecting to make. It really did think that. But here's uh, the problem, it, Bill. So if if you're not making as much money as you expect to make, and then you're pouring more money into your virtual world, it doesn't seem like a good equation. Is this metaverse thing going to take off? Um, no, I I don't think it will. <laughs> um, he's wrong about this. Uh, I don't. I'm no fan of Zuckerberg's, that's for sure. Uh, but the virtual, you know, doing business in the virtual world is definitely going to be a thing. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, I know you don't want to face the reality. It's like the people who said that, um, you know, cryptocurrency would never be a thing, but of course it's a massive thing. It's a weird thing that nobody really understands and it's hugely volatile, but it's definitely a thing. So, I mean, yeah, get, get your head around that. But certainly I don't understand why uh, people who are in charge of things like Facebook and uh, Netflix and Twitter and all that sort of stuff, Apple even, why they fiddle around with things and don't just stick to their knitting. But I guess that's, if you're trying to be at the cutting edge of technology, that's what you do, isn't it? You fiddle around with things. Right, um, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, school attendance now. Uh, it's, it's, we're, we're the worst in the world, apparently. We don't really like going to school, and, and, and the parents don't care. Um, should we? We're getting a lot of texts like this one from Mary, which says perhaps teachers should stop the indoctrination of climate change and uh, breeding chickens and so on. They do everything but reading, writing, and maths. Is that true? No. Well, no, it's not. Our, for the first two hours of every day, it was heads down, literacy, numeracy, no exceptions. Mm. Okay. And you taught. And I had been a literacy advisor in one of my previous roles. So I taught my kids to teach, uh, teachers to teach reading and writing properly. And once you teach it properly, then it becomes a little bit more interesting. So you know the the enviro farms um gardens and all of that stuff that was the icing on the cake right. you know and the other thing that i think is a little bit of a problem and I'm, and I, is that we teachers now don't know enough about what kids can and can't do i think a lot of the good old fashioned assessment pro- processes have gone out the window and um, this week i've made a lot of jokes about how look just don't bother about it don't uh, you know, school's dead. Uh, you know, it's done. It, it's a stupid place. Don't don't go there. Um, which was certainly my attitude when I didn't go. But um, but quite seriously, uh, until they figure out that it's not about teaching things, it's about teaching kids how to find out things for themselves. It's about teaching them to teach themselves. Then they're just wasting time. We're, we're well past. Look, just Google it. That's that's basically my message. You know, everybody can find that stuff out for themselves. It's stop trying to teach things. Teach, give them the skills to find out things for themselves. But shut up, clean, and move on. Okay. Right, uh, the three waters. Speaking of imaginary things that haven't actually happened yet, uh, they've got a flash office though. Now comments on this news story condemning the government's actions were rapid fire. I'm speechless. 
said one. Watching this government with borrowed money is like watching kids in a candy factory. Another called it breathtakingly irresponsible. In such tight economic times, they simply do not deserve to govern. How many hospital beds, classrooms or social housing projects could be commenced with this money, they asked. So the whole thing feels a bit cart before horse and it feels dishonest and lacking in any accountability, excessive and wasteful. But again, that's what we've come to expect, I guess, from this government. I just don't think even crying foul or pushing back makes any difference anymore because despite them still saying they're listening, they're clearly not. So why waste your breath? That's what I'd say. We spend a lot of time shouting at the government about this stuff, but if we've all decided that they're just ignoring us, can we all just move on? What a angst and anger. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, with some exciting uh, board game developments. I think Marcus thought that shipping, like actual shipping, not when you you know are, are trying to predict which couple will get together, uh, would be a good idea for a board game. It turns out there might already be some. Marcus, two great games themed around ports are Le Havre, a personal favourite, a game that builds a harbour town and making money using the coinciding industries, and Panamax, a game about shipping all sorts of goods via the Panama Canal. I'm just looking for some good games to buy the kids for Christmas. I thought we'd get Pandemic. They reckon that one's quite good. It's a game where you've all got to walk, work together. Go figure. It's going to be a long week in the tent. I can't see anything up for the Panamax. I've just got drugs. You sure it's called Panamax? I'll type in Panamax board game. Oh, yeah, quite quite right. Panamax board game. Brilliant. Is it recent? Is it a new game? Um, I played one once that was something to do with customs and you just sneak stuff through, try and sneak stuff through customs. Um... It was boring. Oh, my God. I don't even want to play that one again. Those shipping games sounded boring. Um, my recommendation uh, game is Poetry for Neanderthals, uh, which is when you get an inflatable club and you have to speak in one-syllable word sentences. And if you use more than one syllable, then you get hit on the head. The person next to you hits you on the head with the club. See, that's fun, isn't it? Hitting people with clubs is fun. Come on. You know it. I know it. Uh, We'll be back with more uh, fun like that and possibly more violence like that on Monday with the weekend edition of News Talk ZB. I'll see you then.